0: We are an apostolic church. We are a Spirit-filled church. We believe in doing things of the Spirit, by the Spirit, and through the Spirit. I don't understand, with that being the case, why we so desire the move of God, but so quickly want to get through the move of God. We desire for God to move and to sweep through this place and to minister, But when God begins to do it, we're like, okay, what's next? And I know there are times like this. Not everybody's getting the same thing. But we create an atmosphere for God to work. And if you're the one that's being ministered to, you want others to create atmosphere, we need to do the same thing. I don't understand that. We, we desire so much for God to move. You know, we don't want to just come to church. We want God to do things. God comes through and starts to move. And they're like, okay, what are we doing next? Let's get through this. We either are a spirit-filled church, a spirit-led church, or we're just a religious group that's come to fill an obligation. Right? But I desire... To be filled with the spirit, led of the spirit, walk in the spirit, talk in the spirit, live in the spirit. Because what God can do in five minutes, man can't do in 50 years. There's some things you can't preach down, you can't worship down, you can't pray down, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. <laughs> Sayeth the Lord. The Bible says, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, it hasn't even entered into the heart of man, The Things that God has prepared but has been revealed to us by the Spirit. So that means there are things that God prepares for you to receive when you get here that you can't get through just singing. You can't get through just listening to preaching, but we've got to get into the spirit and let the spirit reveal what God wants to do. I can't judge what's going on based off what I see. I've seen people that were crying that God wasn't doing anything to. And I see people that were standing there with no emotion that God was doing a great miracle to. Faith is not judged off of what we see. I know this is elementary for a lot of us. We, we, we need to be reminded of the fact that it's not always about what I see or what I don't see. It's about the fact that I know that if I get in the spirit. And God help us if we get to the point that all we do is come to church to skip rocks across the water. God forgive me if we, all, if, if we come to church with the intent of skipping rocks across the water. You know how you skip a rock? You've got to get shallow and you've got to have speed. And when you try to speed up church and just get shallow, all you're doing is skipping rocks. You get wet a little bit, but you never get below the surface to explore what's going on and what God has. It doesn't take much force to sink a rock. You just got to get it in the right place that has enough depth for the rock to get underneath. And when we come in here and we begin to worship and when we begin to pray, what are we doing? We're building depth in the Spirit. So that in return... There are people that can get into the Spirit. I pray, I study, I search for what God wants to do, what God wants to say. But if I never preach again, lives could be changed, hearts could be healed, minds could be transformed. Not by man, but by the Spirit. But here's the problem with that. For us to get in the spirit means that we all have to participate. Too many times we want the preacher, the singer, the worshipers, the spiritual to get us there so we can reap from their work. But when we come together in one mind and one accord and I take it upon myself, my responsibility is, you know what? I'm a part here and we're going to create, I'm going to create an atmosphere. When you get a group of people that have that attitude, there's no telling what God will do. When you get a group of people that have the attitude that it's my responsibility, it's on me, not on the preacher, the worship leader, those that are in charge. It's on me to create an atmosphere. Take responsibility of your role. When people sit down in your row, go over to them and greet them and say, Thank you for sitting on my row because you're going to get a blessing. If you don't want a blessing, find a different seat. But if you're going to be on this row and I'm here, I'm going to make sure that when you leave here, you're going to leave here with something. If you don't like that, we got enough dead people around here. You can find a dead row. But I believe there's some people with some faith that say, well, if you're going to be sitting next to me, you're not just going to come to church and go through the motion. If you're going to be sitting next to me, if I've got to dance with you, lay hands on you, worship with you, pray with you, you're going to leave with something. And trust me, if we begin to do that, you know what's going to happen? We're going to start to have rows instead of half full. We're going to have certain rows totally full Now that's totally empty. Because you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to find me a row where people want something from God. If you don't want anything from God, I don't want to sit next to you in church. I'm going to get next to somebody because I'm going to make sure when I come here, I'm not coming here just to go through the emotions and the rituals of going to church. Stay home, drink coffee. But if you're coming here today and God shows up, and he said, here's what I want to do. And then we step into that. God help us if we're like, okay, you know, that was awesome, great. Okay, rabbit out of the hat, cool trick, what's next? But we're, we're a church that is spirit-filled, spirit-led. That should mean something. But it's also a place where each believer each i know we have guests here today and you have no clue what i'm talking about and that's okay we love you anyways but for you that come here that are baptized and filled with the spirit you're not just a spectator you're not along for the ride but you're a part of the engine that moves this thing praise god amen clap your hands to the lord one more time Praise God. Give me five minutes. I know it's Mother's Day. Again, honor all of our mothers today. And it's also great to have in service with us on a Sunday morning, Bishop and Mother Wright here with us this morning. Amen. When I got the news they were coming at first, I thought I was in trouble. I still may be in trouble. But at least I'm avoiding the trouble for the next. So I might just keep preaching. It's like, what do they call it? Filibuster on the floor. The longer you talk, no one else can talk. So let's see if I can get comfortable here. You might just go home. I might just keep preaching. Amen. But I do. I got something very short, very simple. I know it's time. You got plans and everything else. And I'm not going to be long. I'll be respectful. But I believe this is for for someone here today. You can can remain seated. You don't have to stand. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 17. Can you put that up there? 2 Timothy 4, verse 17. It said, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, that all Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. This is Paul writing a letter, his second letter to Timothy. And he makes the statement there in verse number 17. You can go back there. I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. There are two schools of thought here, kind of debated back and forth, what that actually means. Some believe that that's referring to Nero, who was the Roman emperor at the time that Paul penned this letter, who was considered or called the lion. That was his nickname. And they are talking the fact that Paul had several run-ins with the Roman uh, powers to be, and he's speaking of the fact he was delivered out of that. Others surmise that this is talking about a literal deliverance from lions because one of the reasons why Nero got the nickname lion was because he liked to use lions as ways to entertain the crowd in killing of Christians. And there are some thought that this might be what Paul is referring to from the fact that he would have been captured and maybe put on public display and been challenged with lions and God delivered him out of the mouth of the lion. Whether or not, whatever one is the case, the fact of the matter is Paul wrote this phrase in Timothy, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And I read this and it reminded me years ago uh, we, we had an opportunity, uh, it's been almost 20 years ago now, we did a crusade. Our church sponsored and led a crusade in the country of Zambia. And after we were done, we went to a game park in Zimbabwe. And, and when you say game park, we're not talking about a controlled zoo, we're talking about you're in the zoo. There's no cage because you're actually the prey. So we went to this game park and and um, everybody wanted to see, that was the number one thing. Everybody wanted to see the lion. That's what everyone wanted to see. Wanted to see a pride of lions. And, and uh, there wasn't very many of us. One group got to see lions. And they were actually on their way back in this open Jeep, driving back to the camp. And as they're driving back, they came around this bend. they actually have it on video. And they came around the corner. Actually, Brother Spriggs' his father was on there. Sister uh, Kate Wright's uh, father was on that van, several others. And when they came around the corner, there were lions standing in the road. And they're in this open Jeep with no sides, no roof, no doors. And they got on video as this lion circled them in this Jeep. Thankfully, they're all, they made it out okay. That was the closest anyone of the group got. The closest I got was at night. You could hear them roaring off in the distance. Thankfully, I never came face-to-face with a lion, but I read somewhere, I remembered some stuff, and I went back and looked, and, and, and I don't know if this is a universal thing or it's just this one opinion, but steps to take if you ever come against a lion. Because you see, the Bible uses several things to reference Satan. We all know, go back to Genesis, he was the serpent. Later on, the Bible talks about him being the dragon. That word dragon literally means a large serpent. But there are several cases. In one particular, the Bible calls him a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So we know that in the reference, the Bible refers to Satan as a lion. And there are four things that they say you do when you face a lion. I'm going to go through these really quickly, and I'm going to try to help somebody that may be facing a lion in your life. You may be facing an obstacle, a situation, a spiritual attack that you're facing right now. That if you do the wrong thing, it will devour you. But there are four steps. If you're ever out Hunting lions, remember these, okay? Remember this, when you go out to hunt your lions, whenever that happened, in the apocalypse, I guess. Four things to remember, okay? The first thing they say is, stay with the group. Ha-ha. <claps> because there are powers in numbers when you face the lion. Because the lion when wants to get the prey separated from the pack if you ever watch national geographic or whatever discovery channel and you watch the documentaries of lions who do they always pick on they pick on the one that separates them cells from the group What's the first place the devil wants to get you? He wants to separate you from the group. It's okay. Stay home. It's okay. You don't need a church. You are your church. The Bible, you don't need anybody in your life. You can be okay by yourself. What's he trying to do? He's trying to separate you from the group. Because if you ever watch those documentaries, there's some in that group that are feeble. There's some in that group that are young. There's some in that group that are sick. But in the group, the strong can help defend the weak. And when the weak can't defend themselves, there's strength in the group. There's one particular YouTube video. I've seen it on YouTube and maybe on somewhere else. Maybe you've seen it where there was a lion coming against a herd of water buffalo. You've seen this one? And the water buffalo was trying to grow off this one water buffalo, and he goes back in the pack, and there are a group, two or three water buffalo, that come out of the group to oppose this lion. And they actually end up, end off, end up warding off this lion. So the next time, the bishop, I encourage you, and I'll, I'm not just saying this because he's here, the bishop talked several months ago now on a Thursday night about the, the, the source of your of the, the, the fruit of the thought will tell you the source. So next time you get the thought, you know what, I don't need to be a part of anything. I, don't, I can be on my own. You can know the source. Because when you hear that, you know, that's not God giving you revelation. That's not the voice of God leading you. That's not your brilliant intellect coming up with a good idea. That's a lion trying to separate you from the group. Oh, it's truth if you like it or not. It's still truth. I like it. Anyways. The second thing now, this, these next three are important, but they sound like a contradiction, but they're not. The sec, first thing, you got to stay in the group. Second thing, don't make any sudden moves meaning when you're in a situation where you're facing a lion in your life don't make any rash decisions too many times people get in situations and they feel overwhelmed and all of a sudden they start making decisions about life future based off the moment and not based off the leading of god you can change places You can run away from problems, but you can't run away from yourself. Is this thing on? You can run away from problems, but you can't run away from yourself. And you can say, well, you know, now I need a new church, a better church, a different church, a smaller church, a bigger church, a better church. I need a new family, better family, different family. I need a good job, better job, different job. I need a new house, better job, house, different house. I need a car. You can change all that, but that doesn't change you. And we can put ourselves in the wrong situation when we make decisions in circumstances where we're facing the line. The third thing that you do when you've come against the line, first thing, stay in a group. Second thing, don 't make any sudden movement because when you make a sudden movement, they say the lion interprets that as fear. The lion reads that as fear, and when he knows you 're afraid, he knows he 's got you now that 's not bible that 's discovery channel stuff, but it it works. The third thing they say now this is a little difficult in the natural it 's easier actually in the spiritual. They say, when you come in contact with a lion, stand and face the lion. That's easier, actually, I feel like to do in the spirit than in the jungle book. Because to stand and face the lion, knowing what you perceive to be the threat, but the lion interprets your standing against him as you're not afraid notice the armor of god the bible says god gives us armor right helmet breastplate stuff for our feet stuff for our 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 loins shield sword all that guess what all that is it's all front facing armor when i turn and i run all of the things that were supposed to protect me, now I'm exposed. So when I tried to run from my problem or run from my circumstance or run from spiritual attack, thinking I'm saving myself, I'm actually putting myself in harm's way. And too many times I preached about it. Two weeks ago now, I can't remember, two weeks ago, that the Bible says that Moses was in the backside of the desert and the backside of the desert in the Hebrew, the root of that means procrastinated speech. So Moses was in a place where he didn't want to talk about certain things. And when you get to a place you want to try to avoid something instead of dealing with something, you've now taken what God has given you as a tool of offense, and now you've turned around, and now you are exposing yourself to spiritual attack. But the last thing, and this is where I'm landing the plane. I told you I'd be quick. The last thing, now this sounds like a contradictory, but they're, all, they're different steps. First thing is stay in the group. Second thing is don't make any quick decisions. Third thing is stand and face the lion. And the last thing you do, remember this, okay, when you're out in the bush, the last thing they say you do is lift your hand, this discovery stuff, lift your hands in the air, over your head, begin to wave them and shout and begin to make noise. And when you do that, it begins to confuse the lion, it gets him disoriented, it makes you look bigger than you are and when he thought that you were easy prey, instead of becoming prey, you in return become a threat. And instead of you running away from the lion, the lion begins to run away from you. So guess what? Why do you think The devil wants to keep you from worshiping. Why do you think the devil wants to keep you quiet? Because he knows if I lift my hands and I lift my voice, greater is he that is in me. Hey. So here's where we are. You don't need a word to be preached to you. You don't need somebody to lay hands on you. The thing you need to do is get your praise back. Not just simply move it around a little bit, hucking and bucking to a beat, but get your attitude of praise and worship back. Throw your hands up in the air. Open up your mouth and begin to magnify the name that is above every name. Because when I get my praise back, my enemy takes notice of the fact that I've got my praise. So sit there. Don't do anything. Go through the motions. And let your lion get bigger and bigger and intimidate you. But today, something begin to rise down on the inside of somebody that says, I will not sit back any longer and be intimidated. I won't sit back any longer and stay here and wait to die. But if I'm going to die, I'm going to go shouting. I'm gonna go out praising I'm gonna go out dancing Turn to your neighbor and say you got to get your praise back you got to get your praise back it's not about just worshiping it's not about just singing it's not just about singing a good song with a good beat so i can move around a little bit but there's something that begins to take place when i not you but i begin to magnify lift up and worship the name of jesus my hands up my mouth is open all of a sudden hell Gets up, looks around, and takes notice and says, Listen, don't mess with them because they've got something down on the inside of them that you can't take. Ha! Listen. Go back to Job for a second. You can take your kids. You can take your money. You can take your possessions. You can take your friends your credibility your integrity and even to a degree your future but there was one thing they could not take from Job because when it all settled and the dust stopped moving around the final words for Job is naked I came in this world and naked if I leave but praise the name blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be the name of the Lord. You don't need a new church. You just need a new praise in your life. You don't need a new job. You just need a new dance. You don't need a new house. You just need a new song to get a hold of you that says, I won't stop praising. I won't stop worshiping until something begins to move. So, you know what? Here's the word for somebody. It may be for one person, I don't know, but here's the word. You got to get your praise back. You got to get your praise back. You're not going to make it through what you're going through. I'm testifying out of experience today. I'm telling you from my own thing. The devil took my praise, but I declare today I'm getting my praise back. Because it's easy. To just get intimidated, sit, not move, don't do anything. It takes a little faith. To be able to lift your hands in the face of oncoming terror not only lift your hands but open up your mouth but what you don't understand is taking place when that happens is when you lift your hands and you open up your mouth you're not just doing something religious, ritualistic but you're doing something in the supernatural because hell is taking notice the fact that there is something moving in your heart, so I wonder right now of those of you that would stand to your feet You would lift up your hands And you would open up your mouth And you would begin to magnify the name of Jesus Don't wait for a word Get out of your seat Move around a little bit Find a praise partner And let God begin to do something Say I'm getting my praise back I'm going to get my praise back You get your praise back I'll get my praise back Come on, find somebody. Take them by the hand and tell them, you and I got to get our praise back today.
1: Shout with the voice of shout with the voice Come on, of don't just sing oh, it, but we'll do shout it. With the voice of Come on. Shout with the voice of praise. Find somebody and
0: say, I'm going to get my praise to back.
1: just defeated yeah. the is under my, my feet, feet. Oh, Come on, get your praise
0: we'll back the Find somebody and grab a hold up. of them And just take a moment shout Come on, we're almost done But grab somebody, take a hold of them and say shout Let's get our praise to back
1: together Oh, shout with the voice of praise Oh, shout, shout out to God for the victory, for victory. Hey, hey, hey give, give the Lord, the Lord a, shout a shout the praise Satan is defeated. The enemy is under my feet. So I will shout with the voice of triumph. I've come to shout with the voice of praise. I've come to shout with the voice of triumph. come to shout, 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 shout with the voice of praise. I've come to shout out to God for the victory. Hey hey, give the Lord a shout. Come on say this like you believe it right. triumphant in battle, battle. We, we are, are victorious. victorious god is most high over all the earth, earth. Jesus, jesus has conquered is defeated the enemy is under my feet hey, hey, so hey, hey, i will hey. shout with the voice of triumph oh come to shout with the voice of praise i will shout with the voice of triumph i come to shout with the voice of praise. the victory Hey, hey, give, give the, the Lord, Lord a shout of praise Say this oh, Shout for the victory hey, Shout if you've been set free Shout
0: Oh, anybody got the victory,
1: say Shout for the victory oh. Shout if you've Come it's on, it's let the it in your
0: life No, I've got the victory today Shout
1: for the victory Shout if you've been set free, free.
0: Say that again. Oh, I see somebody beginning to believe it. Shout Shout for for the the victory, victory. shout Shout if it's set free, free. shout. Shout. You got to shout, 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 shout.
1: Oh, shout for the victory, shout if it's set free, shout. I believe,
0: I believe, I believe, I believe. Shout
1: for the victory, shout if it's set
0: free, shout. Come on, declare
1: this. Say, say. I got, victory, I, got victory, yeah. I got the victory I got the victory yeah I got the victory I got the victory I got the victory I got the victory sir, sir. I got the victory time triumphant, triumphant in, in battle we, we are victorious, victorious. God, god is most high over all the earth jesus jesus has conquered satan is defeated the, the enemy is under my feet, my feet. so say, will shout with the voice of triumph come on say shout with the voice of praise you got me. Do it, do it, do it. Shout, shout, shout,
0: shout, shout, shout. I've got the victory. I've been set free. I've got the victory. I've been set free. Yay! Yay! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, can we just do that one more time? Can we shout for the victory in this place today? Yay! Yay! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's not just a shout. That's not just a shout of a hype. That's not just a shout of emotion. But when you shout like that in the spirit... It's like a supernatural earthquake that begins to go forth. Whatever wall is in your way, when you begin to shout, like in Jericho, they lifted up their voice and began to shout, and the walls came down. If you're facing obstacles in, your, in today, if you're facing circumstances that look insurmountable, sometimes you got to throw your hands up in the air, open up your mouth, and just shout for the victory. I don't feel it yet. Keep shouting. I don't see it yet. Keep shouting. It's not there yet. Keep shouting. Because I know that the victory is all mine. Because he already got the victory. The only thing I've got to do is step into it with faith to know that he is able. One more time. Lift your voice and shout with praise. Praise People, one on the right, one on the left. Tell them, say, say praise. praise. Don't leave church without it. Don't leave church without it. It's like American it. Express. Don't leave home without it. Tell somebody else, say praise. Don't leave church without it. Praise. Don't leave church without it. Yes. 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 You may leave here defeated, but I'm leaving here with the victory. You may leave here depressed, but I'm leaving here uplifted because greater is he that is in me. Praise God. Make sure you shake somebody's hand. Give a mother a hug. Give your own mother a hug. Praise God. God bless you. Come back tonight for the tent revival that won't be in the tent, but it's still going to be revival. Praise God.